0: Let's pray together. God, we are listening. We're listening for your will, and we ask that you give us the wisdom, the discernment, whatever else you can give us to help us to know that it is your will, that the things that we talk about things that we do in this place, the things that we do in your name are really from you. We wait on you with great anticipation, trusting in you, knowing that you have always dealt with your people, that you have always sent us your will, We know that there have been generations that have followed you, even into the desert, and we know that there have been generations that have fought you and have fought against your will. We just ask that we get to be those people that today are listening for your will and are trusting in you. We don't have to have all kinds of clear answers from you even though we want them. And you're the one who tells us to be still and to trust you and so that's what we're doing. Even as we listen to your word we just give ourselves to you. And we give we give ourselves to you with hearts of gratitude. In Jesus' name, amen. So once Jesus begins the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 with the blessed are the all kinds of people statements, he soon turns to a way of preaching that is going to define this opening part of the Sermon on the Mount, but really the rest of his preaching in Matthew. It's as though, even though He breaks from the actual words of the pattern, you can listen to everything that Jesus says, especially in the Gospel of Matthew, through this little pattern that He sets up throughout Matthew 5. And put it as simply as possible, here's the pattern. You have heard that it was said, but I tell you. It doesn't matter if it's a parable. It just seems like everything that Jesus is trying to get across to the people of God, to the people who aren't of God, I mean, just to all the people who are willing to listen to Jesus, it's like He is telling them, I know that you have heard it said, or you have heard it read, or you've heard it interpreted this way, but I tell you, And when Jesus does that, He takes everything that the people had come to lean on, which primarily was their understanding, He says, look, if you really want to lean on God, you're going to have to let go of these idols that you've cast in your own image that essentially come down to your own understanding. And this was hard for the people of God. This was not easy for the people to say, okay, so what do you want? If we have leaned on our own understanding, then tell us what you want. And then Jesus said things that was what God wanted. And you know how the story turns out, right? They kill him. You have heard that it was said... But I tell you, it it will be Jesus' way of saying that while God's people have indeed listened, that they have in fact heard, somewhere along the way they began to serve what they heard rather than the God who spoke. They had become slaves to the explanations. Instead of joyful servants of the Creator whose first act of creation was to speak I mean was there anybody around to listen no but there soon would be and from that moment forward we listened to God as the first act of grateful obedience listen right before the people of God learned that loving God was the core command of all of them. They were told to listen. Hear, O Israel. Maybe God was telling them to open their hearts, open their ears, open our eyes. God does tell us from time to time to be still. For it is only when we are still that we stop to survey the fact that we are in the presence of God, right here. We were following a moving star some time back. Do you remember that one? We were three kings looking for a sign. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down, paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When they saw that the star had stopped, their reaction, they were, overwhelmed, overcome, filled with, overtaken with joy. You know why? Why would they be so excited when the star stopped? I mean, just not trick question, just common sense. It's because it was after who knows how long of looking at each other and saying, are we almost there? God said, you are here. Star stopped moving, a celestial marker from the Creator and sustainer of the universe, an ancient way of telling us you are here. Now hear this: you are here, here, here. Let me have everyone's attention. Is an updated way of saying, "Hear ye, hear ye." You are standing in front of a large map at an amusement park looking for the arrow or the dot that has a statement right next to it, and you know what the statement is, right? Say it. You are here. You are standing in front of a map on a wall at the hospital. Trapped in some undiscernible maze every bit as frightening as being in an Ikea. Where you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. (laughs) The only thing that brings relief is this big picture map that somewhere contains a dot or an arrow. Maybe a dot and an arrow and the words, you are here. Now hear this, you are here. If there is one thing we can know for sure going into 2020, into this brave new decade, it is that things have changed. I'm going to put a number in your head. and I want you to try to concentrate on it and see it. Just, just try to see this number, and then I want to read you a story. Okay, you ready for the number? 173,656. Okay, you got it? Okay. Now here's the real number. Ready? Negative Negative one hundred and seventy-three thousand. 656. You got it. -173,656. Read a story from the New York Times a couple of weeks ago. And it's I was going to read you two sentences, but I'm just going to read them word for word. There are 173,656 fewer farms in the United States than there were 20 years ago. Aging out is a reason. The average age of a farm owner or manager in 2017 was 58.6, more than eight years older than in the early 1980s. There's one thing we can know for sure going into 2020, into this brave new decade. It is that things have changed. Today is the Sunday that Christian churches around the world are celebrating the baptism of Jesus. Matthew tells the story briefly in Matthew 3:13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, "I need to be baptized by you. Do you come to me." This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Jesus invites all of us into the water with him, with John, and all the people. For it is there that we live another epiphany. Another realization when we realize that as long as we are with Jesus, we are right where we need to be at any given time. And that bears repeating, because I get it. We're visual people now. It's hard to sit and listen. But this is worth saying again. As long as we are with Jesus, we are right where we need to be at any given time. And that's what we're doing here together this morning. We're being here with Jesus and with one another. And that's it. We're here with Jesus. Now hear this. You are here. Now you've heard that it was said, live in the past. It's better than the present. The past is where everything was Perfect and clean and just right. But I tell you, live today. Romanticizing the past is a path of foolishness, not a path of wisdom. And if you don't agree with that, take it up with Ecclesiastes. Now hear this, you are here. You've heard that it was said, we'll solve all the world's problems tomorrow. But I tell you, live today. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And if you don't agree with that, well, you know who to take up with on that one. Now hear this. Say it with me. You are here. Jesus begins to end the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 through 7. The first big sermon in Matthew. Jesus begins to end the sermon by saying this, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a person who builds their house on a rock. Think about that. And let's put the teachings of Jesus into practice together. Have you ever heard that faith comes by hearing? So take just a second, look at your neighbor or whoever's sitting next to you, um, or behind you, or in front of you, or whatever, and say these words to your neighbor Are you listening?